Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, this is Corey Dunnigan, the camera coach. And welcome to Full Frame. I'm looking to talk about everything photography, camera gear, photo tips, techniques, editing, even the business side of things. Really, we're just wanting to talk and geek out a little bit about cameras and that sort of thing. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Full Frame with Corey. My name is Corey Dunnigan, and I'm a photography teacher and freelance photographer. I'm here to talk about any and all things photography. So um, if you're new to the podcast, please subscribe and share. Uh, new episodes drop every Tuesday. So a little bit about Camera Coach. Uh, Camera Coach is a company in Central Texas, a photography company that I started uh, not too long ago. I say that, but it's like 10 years. Wow. Um, and we provide portrait, sports, product, and event photography services in Central Texas, as well as photography workshops and classes through a local studio. Uh, so be sure be sure to check out the website at photocameracoach.com uh, or find us on social media just so we can kind of keep up with things that are going on, see some sample images, um, and um, and then maybe get some recommendations for, for new gear when you're ready for that. All right, so there's all the intro material here. Let's move into some quick uh, shout-outs. I uh, want to make sure that I always, always, always say thank you to Rogue Media Network, uh, Allison and Mike primarily, those are the guys behind the scenes um, making this happen uh, every week. And so really appreciate them and the studio they have and just the work they do. Uh, also, good shout out, big shout out to uh, my Patreon supporters, Mandy, Kenan, LaShonda, and Corey. I uh, really appreciate you guys supporting my work. Um, today we have another photographer in the booth. We are doing another day in the life. This is, I think is the fifth one um, that we've got going on. I've got Daniel Barros. Want to say hi? Hey, how's it going? Good. I don't know if you're telling, asking me or asking them, but <laughs> hopefully we're all good. All good, right? So yeah. um, maybe not a perfect day, but hopefully everyone's doing well. Uh, so we're going to roll into our, our intro questions just so you guys can get to know Daniel a little bit here. Uh, so Daniel, I'm going to start off, just turn the mic over to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story, just photography journey. How have you gotten to where you're at? Yeah. So, um, I mean, really throughout my whole life, I've always been interested in pictures in some kind of way, just because you look at the vast array of, especially growing up, it's like you see pictures and everything, whether it's from phones or computers or signs or anywhere. And it's just like, well, how does that really get done? And it really started in 2017 where I was actually had the, I had the opportunity to be a part of your class. Um, and it was introduction to photography. One, and I was like, this is so sick. And so learning the ins and outs of the phone, 
um, of like how to take pictures with that and then like getting my hands on a camera, like I just fell in love with it. And then from there on out, you gave me the opportunity to like get some intern work done under you. And then I've just like fallen in love with it ever since. Cool, cool, cool. So there you go. You might have maybe pieced it together here, but Daniel is a former student of mine. Uh, and so one of my first, actually, so that was my first year teaching high school. Um, so high school photography in 2017. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so this has just been kind of a cool thing. I love to put cameras in, uh, in the hands of students so that they can kind of explore. And uh, Daniel's a product of that. And so it's really cool because he actually helps me out and he does some some jobs for me and everything. So, uh, so you would say that you've been taking pictures pretty much all the time, whether it's a phone or something like that, right? So just kind of even before that class, you just really have, have been kind of interested. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right, cool, cool. So let's, uh, let's move into, uh, kind of your, your concentration. If you had to choose, right? So you do some photo work right now, I'm sure different types, but if you had to choose a concentration, sports, events, portraits, you know, all the things, what would you say your concentration is? Hmm. I mean, that's always a tough yeah, one just because yeah, they're yeah. always also fun. If yeah. I had to narrow it down to do just Let's one, do two. two. If you can do two. Um, easily, I would probably say portraits and events. Portraits. Um, just because, like, for me personally, like, when it comes to pictures, every single picture tells a story. Um, and, like, whether it's me or the person next to me or somebody else in a room, it's like everybody is seeing something different that's going on. And when they capture that, like there's a story behind that, whether it's that one laugh that came across the screen or like that random like event that was happening. It's like that memory is locked in forever. And there's a huge story behind it. Like there's a reason why people say that a picture's worth a thousand words, you know? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so we have a little overlap there because portraits are, I think are overlap there. You do a lot of, uh, help with me on, on photo jobs, yeah. right? Um, and then, um, so a little divergence there, I go sports, right? Sports portraits and you do more events portraits, um, even kind of into like the music sort of thing, right? Haven't you been done some things with, uh, with maybe some local artists or something like that? I have, that? I've gotten the opportunity to work with like some local artists and even some from out of town. And so it's definitely been interesting to dive into that scene, which is interesting because my start was really in products and doing sports with you actually yeah 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 <laughs> so it always evolves it does yeah. you know so we may start in the same spot but different people have different exposures to things and so it just kind of branches you know so it's really really cool um all right so let's let's move into something uh let's see a little bit more uh i guess direct what would you say is your favorite camera and lens combo because you've been through a few right so yeah. favorite camera and lens combo honestly to this day i would probably have to go back I like to call it my old reliable but honestly it would probably have to be my Nikon D7500 with a 50 millimeter 1.8 yes yes <laughs> I taught him well yes. <laughs> no um cool cool yeah because I've got two 7500s in my my bag for my my photo shoots so mm -hmm. yeah yeah um definitely definitely a solid solid set there um and so you went prime prime lens right so yeah, yeah. nice nice um, what is one piece of advice that you would like to share with new photographers, you know, students, whatever, just people trying to get into photography? The biggest thing, um, like the biggest advice that I would give is like, just go, go, go. Um, and like, just to like expand on that is like, it's very easy to like, you get a camera and then it's like, well, now what do I do with it? And it's like, well, just like with anything else, like you're learning, whether it's like you're picking up the guitar or anything else like that, you just got to go and take pictures. And then it's like, oh, what happens if I try to take pictures and 
I change this one thing or if I like want to go and edit a photo, what happens if I mess with this one thing? What's going to happen? And then like as you're going to go, you start to get more comfortable with it, start to develop your own style. And like it just kind of runs from there. And so I say just go out and shoot. Nice. Nice. Okay. So I'm a teacher at heart. So basically, you know, Daniel just kind of talked about how we learn. Right. So um, despite sitting in a classroom and everything, and that's how most classes are, um, the real way that we learn things uh, in a deep way is through experience, right? And so you get a camera in your hands and you experiment and you just go and you tinker with things and you try stuff, you research, you do what you need to there. Um, and and so that's a great, great piece of advice um, because you won't learn it just by reading a book or, yeah. watch, or watching YouTube videos. Like those are, those are great and all, but unless you put your hands to it, you're not really going to learn and progress. So cool. Cool. Those are, that's really, really cool. I like that uh, piece of advice. Uh, so now, Daniel, you have your own uh, your own uh, business, right? So Daniel Barros Photography. Right. Right. Uh, so how can people find you? Yeah. So um, the easiest ways to track me are would be through Instagram or Facebook, um, which is Daniel Barros Photo or Daniel Barros Photography. And I'll be the first thing that pops up right there. Um, and then even just like in the bio, like I also have links to like go to my website that has like portfolio and like different things like that. And then a bunch of different ways just to get in touch with me. Cool. cool. Now you might be wondering why I'm asking other photographers, how you can reach out to them. Um, and you know, I, I think a few years back, I kind of reached the, the realization that even in Waco, right. I'm, I'm originally from Houston, Texas. So much larger place. Um, even in Waco, there's, I believe there's enough work for everyone. And so I don't have to, hold on to every job, you know, and kind of close, close off everything. Um, and so my journeys crossed paths with a lot of other people. And as I meet people and I get to know their work and trust their work, I don't have a problem sharing how you can get in touch with them. So, and I would also say like, even on top of that, like there's a lot of different things that mean you do, whether it's the same, or there's also a lot of things that mean you that do just a little bit differently. Like if somebody was to approach me and it's like, Hey, I want to get some like really cool like studio portraits. So it's like, yeah, I know how to do that, but that's not like my specialty. And like, that's something that you know really well. So it's like, why not put you like put somebody in good hands and be like, Hey, this is a great person to go to for that. There you go. There you go. So if you are starting off, I think we just kind of touched on another piece of advice. Um, Learn as much as you can try all the types of photography, but don't feel like you have to be the master in all of them. Right. And so learn from other people, get to know other photographers, and you're always going to be able to do more work and better work if you have a core group that you're kind of rolling with. Okay. And so find, if you're not into sports, find someone that is in the sports that you can connect with. Right. And that kind of thing. Uh, collaboration is always key. If you're really trying to grow, um, not just as a photographer, but kind of on the business side and, and everything, that's, that's a key. Okay. So, all right. Look at that. Two pieces of inf- information, two pieces of advice instead of one. Uh-huh. <laughs> two for one sale. A little freebie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, Let's go ahead and I'm going to switch it up here. I'm going to throw just some basic, basic questions at you. Okay. So I call it kind of like a rapid, rapid fire thing. So, um, I sent you the full script beforehand this time. Normally I don't. And, and I just throw this on people like when we're there, like, Oh, okay. Uh, so you saw it already, but, uh, just really quickly off the top of your head, if money is no object. Okay. So no scenarios or anything, just answer. Okay. Um, Nikon, Canon or Sony. Out of just those three. Yeah. Dang, honestly, I would probably stick with Nikon. Like, just because even though I'm like, right now I personally shoot with Sony for my needs, like Nikon is overall a very versatile brand. 
um, in terms of like the different range of things you can do, whether it's lenses back from the 90s. There's a way that you can use them to this day that have a cool look to them. Like there's there's just a lot more versatility with it and a lot more usage. And it's just been a solid like brand since the beginning. Cool, cool. All right. We are not getting paid by Nikon. By the way. <laughs> but all right. Yeah, I'm a Nikon guy too. So, I mean, I, I'm there. Uh, I would I would definitely kind of toy with Sony a little bit because, man, they're they're – their mirrorless is, is nice. It's pretty fun. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so, all right, let's see. Uh, Zoom or Prime Lens? I think you already answered this, but let's see what you say. If money is not an issue, mm-hmm. I would honestly say a Zoom lens. Just because, like, there's a lot of good Zoom lenses out there that you don't even know about because they're in, like, their own special little category that's usually mm-hmm. not, like, in the general, like, know about just because whether uh, it's something that has, like, a really low aperture that's almost close to a prime lens. Yeah. But it's, if it ends up being really expensive, that's why you don't hear about it. But it's like you can almost get the exact same product and have like three different lenses on one. Well said. Well said. Yeah. It took me a while to actually get my hands on the the newer Nikon 70 to 200, 28. But once I got it, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. <laughs> it's pretty nice. And it doesn't really come off my camera when I'm doing portraits a lot. So, um, I mean the Baylor Career Fair or Career Day that just uh, just happened not too long ago. Um, yeah, I was I was shooting with that one. I was a happy camper because that was the first time I got to use it for that event. Yeah. So, yep. Okay. All right. So um, natural light or flash? Cool. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a hard one. Yeah. Um, I would honestly say both and because like there's a lot of different scenarios that you run into. For one, it's like. Like there's very much there's times where I might be shooting and it's like, oh, natural light might be way the, the way to go. Or like there's sometimes I might be outdoors and it's like, hey, I need to have more light and I can't just sit there and like I can adjust my camera as much as I want. But it's I'm not going to be able to get it without having to give myself 10 times more work or make it go a completely yeah. different direction. It's like, why not add the flash in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and this is a news flash for some of you guys. If you look at pictures that look like they were outside chances are the majority of those actually did have flash. They did have artificial light as well. So sometimes they'll backlight with the sun and they'll use a flash on the other side. Uh, But as you start looking and you start experimenting, um, a lot of the things that we see as natural really are natural with a flash. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, Anyways. All right. So let's, let's move on. All right. All right. Here's another one that may take, take a little pause. Let's see. Mirrorless or DSLR? The wheels are turning. And I have to choose just one. Yes. Yikes. Honestly, I would have to say a mirrored. Only because there is a very specific look that you get from, like, like from a mirrored camera that, like, you can try and replicate it with the mirrorless and get pretty close, but it's just not the same. You know, like, (laughs) same thing with, when you look at film cameras to mirror, like there's just a very specific look yeah. and like that comes out of it naturally that like no matter how much editing you try to do, like there's just something different about it. Yeah. So the mirrored or the, the DSLR, yeah. um, those tend to have, I think a little bit more depth to them. Like if you look, you look at them, the mirrorless really produces some crisp, crisp shots, you know, and you see it, but yeah, if you if you look closely, if you start shooting in raw, especially you know, so raw uh, raw files, you see a lot more. It seems like depth just in in the the shading and that sort of thing, and 
And so, yeah, it, it, there's a difference. I think the reason why it's always such a hard choice is because we both do a little bit of video as well. Yeah. Right. And so when you flip over to video, it's like mirrorless. Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Give me the yeah. mirror. You know, like, you yeah. know, off the top, that's what you want. But for your pictures, sometimes it's nice. And sometimes it's like, ah, I, yeah. I want to add some of that contrast back in. Yeah. Right. And, like, you know, and even if you look into it, whether if you just a quick Google search of like, top industry cameras, like 90% of that list is still mirrored cameras mm -hmm. because it's such a solid, also future-proof thing like to use and it can stand well, if not even higher than most mirrored mirrorless yeah. cameras today. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, mirrorless is great. It's got its, 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 its things, but the DSLR, as much as they say it's going away, <laughs> you can say it's going away, but until we as the photographers decide we're putting them away, yeah. They're not going away. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, you can, you can urge, you can push, you can make, you know, blah, blah. I've, I've, I've got my DSLRs, Yeah. you know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm not getting rid of them. So anyways, all right. So that was our little soapbox right there. Um, brought to you by, no, no not, not really commercial. <laughs> um, so, uh, so here's, here's actually the last one for the rapid fire, which has actually been, been pretty, uh, pretty much more of a discussion, right? Not super fast, <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. Full frame or crop sensor. Full frame all the way. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, it, it, there's definitely it's tradebacks from it. Mm -hmm. I mean, or there's different pros and cons to both. But just with full frame, there is so much more detail that you can capture with the full frame, as well as like, even though the file size is bigger, like there's a lot more to work with. And yeah. so it's like, let's say with the full frame, if you have a, a photo that it's like, oh, I don't know if I can save it. Sometimes with the full frame, there's so many more like pixels that are captured and different things like that. And like, there's just a lot more you can do with it. Yeah. That makes any sense. Yeah. It's kind of like the raw versus, you know, JPEG sort of yeah. thing. So when you're talking about depth or whatever, that's your raw JPEG. When you're talking about real estate, basically like, yeah. you know, that sort of thing, how much of an image you have to work with, then that's your full frame and your sure. crop. So very, very good. Good, good. Cool. Okay. So I would say that I taught Daniel all this, but I don't know. he's, he's actually, he's learned a lot uh, since, since class and uh, just through experience. So uh, he's very, being very humble, but he definitely taught me majority of this. <laughs> uh, maybe a bit, maybe a bit. It's all good. So um, there we go. Uh, you know what? We were going to talk about a photo shoot we just did not too long ago. We went out to uh, River Valley middle school um, in the Midway uh, ISD. And that was uh, earlier this month. It's September right now. So uh, what were your thoughts about that one? I thought that was kind of a weird shoot, but uh, I mean, just, yeah, it was, think? I mean, always just middle school in general. Like you have to remind yourself, <laughs> like, especially like when you're going in the industry in general, it's like, you're used to just going, going, going. And whether it's from like casual to like super professional, but it's in a whole nother ball game because yeah. now like you're in, like you're working with like young teenagers and kids. Yeah. And so like for them, it's like, it's just a very, it's a very different feel and experience to it. Yeah. 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 So I said weird. I mean, it, it, middle school is just weird. You yeah. know, I taught middle school <laughs> for 10 years. I think I've earned the right to say middle school is just weird. Right. And so uh, not to insult any anyone's kids or anything like that. It's like I know when I was in middle school, I was weird. Uh, but anyways, um, <laughs> looking at there, like, in the booth. Yeah. Yeah. So so with that one, just we walked in and these kids were just all squirrely, just like, you know, just so much energy with middle yep. school. And so actually you just kind of like rein it in and be like, Hey, I need a line of you guys like from tallest to shortest, you know, and then try to get them lined up. We did one big group shot for the whole cross country team, about 40 kids, you know, in the, in the bleachers. And 
if you get that one kid in the corner that's like trying to make the weird goofy faces, which we did have. That did happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, then it's like you got to call them out on it a little bit. It's like, look, you're one of 40, right? And so this is going to, your face is going to show. Yes, you know that. But yeah. um, it's just, it's really, really funny sometimes. But then after a while, it's like, dude, come on. Come on, let's just get the picture out yeah. of the way, you know? Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think though, we did a really good job there. We were a group of three, right? We rolled in there as you, me, uh, my niece, Dominique, and uh, setup went well, right? It was quick, and we were ready to go to get the team shot and then got a nice shot over their shoulders for the individuals and everything, um, and then we were done, right? Yep. But, uh, but just walking into the, you know, the middle school environment because school hadn't ended yet so yeah. they're still kind of you know just like end of class type thing so mm-hmm. yeah uh anything else stand out to you from that one or you think just really kind of just the middle school experience thing the biggest like one of the biggest things that stood out especially to me is like in like in comparison to like just an average photo shoot like kind of deal is you realize how much more firm you have to be, if that makes sense, especially <laughs> with middle schoolers. And like it, like sometimes it can feel like, man, I'm being kind of mean or pushy, but in a sense of like, like these are our, our kids, you know, yeah. like they need to have a little bit more direction. And like, it's a very much a lot more of a structure of like, they're going to more or less like can do exactly what you say. And if you don't direct them, you're just going to be kind of standing there, you know, yeah. versus like working with like a little bit of older people and adults, like it's a lot easier to, kind of flip through things if yeah. that makes sense yeah doing a group shot with adults is way way different yeah so um yeah there might be one guy that wants to goof off but i mean you're they'll get they'll get in line they'll do what they need to do just to yeah. get the picture done but middle school they'll keep dragging it on all right anyway that's our rant about middle school so <laughs> uh, that really just about wraps this one up i just want to start by saying thanks to daniel for for uh, coming in and um, tell you guys a little bit about just how you can follow and share and and uh, support what we're doing here. So, um, you know, camera coach is not just about taking pictures, but it's also about photo education. So helping the next generation learn about photography and uh, those that really have a passion for it, you know, get a camera in their hands and let them get some experience. So that's what we're about. Uh, You can follow, uh, follow us on Facebook or Instagram. So Facebook is photo camera coach. Uh, There also is a full frame podcast um, account as well. So got two accounts there on Facebook uh, Instagram is camera.coach, um, and then there's another full-frame podcast. Uh, so just recently got that set up there. Uh, you can find the links to those because they're kind of interwoven a little bit. Um, and let's see, we do have a YouTube channel that we'll be starting to kind of revamp that and get some some new videos on because we are definitely going to start October uh, getting some more live streams uh, going to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. So uh, more information about that coming soon. Uh, that's how you can follow us. Uh, ways to support. Uh, you can definitely become a Patreon supporter or a member in Patreon. That's just a platform to uh, subscribe basically. And so uh, that is uh, patreon.com forward slash camera coach. And you can submit, you know, $5, $10, like, you know, buying a cup of coffee or, you know, a hamburger or something like that each month. And hopefully that's going to add up over time. We're, we're trying to build that up so we can actually uh, put some of our videos on ad free platforms, which those are paid things that you can't really do that for free. So um, that, and of course, help support some of the other things that we're doing. So uh, that you can uh, find out about our studio, the studio on Webster. If you need some headshots or senior photos um, or even product photography, you can definitely uh, find that information out just by going to the website, photocameracoach.com. And there's a page just for the studio. 
Um, and you could also become a subs- uh, a sponsor. Sorry, not subscriber. Uh, hopefully you do subscribe to the podcast, but you can sponsor an episode or a month's worth of content um, and uh, more information about that if you just kind of reach out to us, okay? Uh, lastly, uh, on the website, there's one more thing. You can actually uh, use our links on the gear guide to find any products, uh, cameras, lenses, bags, all those sorts of things, all recommended products, not really things we just found, but things we have used um, and we recommend, and they are Amazon links that would actually uh, give us a commission off of those. And so a little bit of a sales pitch there, right? But, you know, if you're going to buy it and um, we can give you some some recommendations and you take those recommendations, you know, I mean, please feel free to use those links. We'd, we'd appreciate it. All right, that is it. We are definitely going to wrap up. I'm going to give Daniel a chance to sign off as well. But uh, for Corey, this is uh, it. I hope you have a great day. Yeah, and thanks for having me on. I had a blast. All right, bye. You will be able to find me at littlecameracoach.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find me at roguemedianetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.